0: The, I just do you feel, feel like, it me? My I heart beats a little like, faster. Yeah, that physical, like, oh, just don't calm down. Come yeah. at me, bro. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm
1: going to fight you. You're listening to Lead To Life, where it's our prerogative to explore what it means to be authentically human and fully alive. We have far more questions than answers, but believe that extraordinary answers can be found in the ordinariness of a journey. I'm your host, Emily Lead Hello friends and welcome to this episode of Lead Them to Life. I am sitting down with my friend Lisa Banworth. Lisa, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. I'm super excited. To okay, hear. to kick us off, give us a little bit about who you are. All right, so
0: my name is Lisa. I am from Chandler, Arizona. And this, I don't think I knew this. There we go. This okay. is brand new information. Yeah. This time of year, everybody asks why I'm here, kind of, but usually in February, I get a lot more of that. Like, what the heck are you doing? Why did you move to
1: South Dakota? Yeah, in Bowl, yeah, South Dakota. Understandably.
0: I, I really question that sometimes yeah. myself. Me, in the middle me too, of, and uh, I've been here my whole uh, life. Or March, <laughs> so, some hard times, but yeah, I'm originally from Chandler. Um, I have been married almost eight years to John, Jonathan Banworth, partner in crime. I am a parent. I've got three kiddos. So, Julia is six. Natalie is three and a half. And Mr. Miles just turned one. So we are in the thick of it, as are you. I can't wait to talk about your girls. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm a school psychologist. So uh, for those that don't know what a school psychologist is, uh, a lot of people think I'm a counselor. I'm not a school counselor. I have the utmost respect for school counselors, and that is just not what I do. So a school psychologist really kind of brings together the two fields of education and psychology. Uh, I work a lot with kids with disabilities um, and really just kind of figuring out how kids think, learn, feel, and really helping them to do the best they can in their schools and be successful. So that's what I do. So I work in a school district, a local school district, part-time. And that's a little bit about
1: me. And you partner a lot with teachers and parents and, yeah, uh, yeah educators, administrative um, people, right, to kind of ensure that we're offering the kids in our school systems the best that we can be offering.
0: Them, yeah. Right. The neat thing okay. about my job, too, is uh, I work in a school system. So you're right. I'm working with those teachers, with those principals, with those administrators, uh, I started my career at the Center for Disabilities doing autism evaluations and other developmental kind of mm-hmm. evaluations, and I worked a lot with families in that realm. So that really, I feel like, gave me kind of a whole new perspective um, in really getting to know those families and figuring out kind of that side of things as well.
1: Yeah, And the then, connectedness to how yes, the – how is everything okay.
0: kind of going together and yes. how are teachers and families working together too? That was really important. And then I started my own business for about a year and a half, two years and did kind of my own thing. And I got to do a lot of different things in there. I taught for a while um, at a university and I led classes, parenting classes kind of locally. I'm on a couple different boards and was working with conferences. So I've dabbled in kind of a lot of different things that have yeah. brought me some good experience as yeah. well.
1: Well, I am so grateful that you have taken time to sit down with me. You, you were on my list initially of people that I would love to have on the podcast. That is Uh, so humbling. I can't,
0: (laughs) I honestly got your email and was just like, Almost just overwhelmed with gratitude. Oh, so, yeah, I good, was super good. excited.
1: Well, okay, that makes me happy because then, uh, you know, like sometimes I feel like people get the my email and they're like, oh, geez. Uh, no, there I was so <laughs> the
0: opposite. There was a moment of panic because I knew about your podcast and had not listened to it
1: yet. I still love you. I'm
0: not offended. But in that time, since you emailed and that we've gotten together, I've listened to, of course, usually it gets to be like half or three-fourths before there's a screaming child and I have to go, yep. you know, like get- yep. Uh, interrupted, but I've listened to quite a few of them and I just love it. I feel like you've brought some amazing guests on and your insight mm-hmm. is so good. And,
1: well, thank you so yeah, much for, yeah, great. I appreciate that. That's really humbling to hear. Um, one of the things that I really desire to talk to you about, you offered a program that uh, my husband and I actually like went to sign up for it, and it was already uh, <laughs> filled within like 24 hours called managing the meltdown. And so in our conversation today, I really want to focus on, on on parenting, but also just more on us, if that makes sense, us as parents. We're going to talk about kids, that kind of thing, um, but uh, team parenting and and that kind of thing. And I just, for those listeners that might not have children yet, I think you're going to find that a lot of the elements of our conversation are going to be deeply helpful, um, even for just the human person. Yeah. Um, So, so to maybe start us off, I think looking at the last four months, I saw a meme about 2020 and it was a a video of Chris Farley falling off a cliff. Have you seen this? No. Oh my gosh. I laughed harder than I have laughed in a long time, but he's basically rolling down this hill and it goes January, February. And then he's like standing on the edge of the cliff at March and and he just falls off the cliff. I feel like this, the start of this year has obviously been crazy. It's been stressful. Um, and I think sometimes we forget that these things really affect kids. So can you talk a little bit from your experience, not just in the last four months, but generally perhaps how do stressors affect kids and how, how might they, um, exhibit those stressors in ways that we might not be attentive to? Sure. Yeah.
0: That's such a good question. I think right now is the perfect time to kind of talk about this. But in general, too, is kids pick up on so much more than maybe we know. And sometimes as a parent, that's terrifying Mm -hmm. because you're like, oh, my gosh, do they kind of sense this and what's going on? And um, all the things I'm going to talk about, too, and things that we'll discuss today, I really only know, too, is because I've messed up with it as a parent. So what I know as a professional and as an expert and what I've researched and and learned, um, I also know firsthand because I've done the wrong thing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I also want to put that out there, right? Like, yeah, yeah, I think just getting it wrong helps you to really recognize what a big thing it is. But um, yeah, kids can really pick up on what's going on in the world. And at different ages, you'll see different things too. So um, sometimes you'll see kids become more withdrawn when there's a lot of stressors going mm-hmm. on in the world. Um, my daughter, for example, Julia, she has a little bit of anxiety. Like I can see that kind of start to build. And how old
1: is she? So said? Julia just
0: turned six. Six. Yep, okay. So she's the older one. And um, you can just kind of see it build in her a little bit, like when I have the news on. So mm. if there's a lot going on in the world, there's a lot of violence sometimes, um, you know, being reported and different things. Uh, or if there's things on the news, she, and she's one that tends to get sucked into technology too. Mm-hmm. Like I could wave a hand in front of her face if she's on a screen yeah, and not it's noticed. like, yeah, who's there. Yep. Uh, so sometimes, you know, we have to kind of limit that, but yeah, she's, she tends to get sucked into some of the news especially. And so I tend to see her kind of, um, ask a few more questions and you can just kind of see that anxiety level rising in her about what's going to happen. And she wants to know a lot about what's the plan, what's going to happen next. Um, So that's something you, you tend to see in kids is that anxiety. Some kids on the other hand tend to act out more. So sometimes we see kiddos, Um, just they look really angry about things and um, you're kind of like, what's going on? Nothing's happened to you personally, right? Like it's not you that's been affected, but um, kids tend to lash out at siblings or maybe at animals, or maybe they're just kind of overall more irritable. And that could be frustrating as a parent because you're the one that's, you know, trying to figure out what's going on and calm them down and make sure everything's, you know, everything's okay in your world. What's what's going on? But they just seem angry. And sometimes that can just be because of, these outside stressors that we don't even see but that are kind of seeping into their everyday life. Mm -hmm. So that can Mm -hmm. be hard. Uh, Kids can experience sleeplessness, um, you know, nightmares, not going to bed well or waking up in the night. You know, sometimes kids start to wet the bed more after they've been potty trained. There's kind of a range of things that we can see happen. So it's kind of up to us as parents and guardians and whoever's with that kiddo to – be little detectives and mm-hmm. kind of say, okay, what are the things that we're seeing and what is going on in our world that could be seeping in?
1: And part of, part of being that parent, that guardian, that adult in another person's life, a child, youth, or, or even friend, I think is helping them to learn to emote, to regulate emotion, Right. How how do you do that? How do you do that with a kid that might be acting out or how do you do that with a kiddo that might be having some of these anxieties rising up in them? You know, are there ways that we can help others, help children specifically regulate their emotion, 100%. express their emotion?
0: Yeah, that's a great question. And especially because mm-hmm. sometimes the kids that we're thinking about and talking about don't have a lot of good verbal skills yet. So when I'm thinking about my You know, if when my two-year-old was really upset about something, maybe she didn't have the words to tell me, mom, I'm really sad and mad at you because my dress is not clean that I want to wear today and I wish you would wash it so that my life would be better. (laughs) She doesn't give you that many words? That would be perfect if that's what she could have said to me and we could have like fixed that problem. But right? Like in the moment, there's just i I'm just going to lay on the ground and kick my feet and be so upset. Yeah. So- The thing I've learned I think the best is that kiddos really have a – when your body is out of control, and we feel this as adults too, like when your body is heightened and out of control, there's no rational – thought process going on. Yeah. Like think about the last time that you and Matt had a fight. I'm just going to throw you guys like okay. in front of the box right, here. I'm ready. Okay. Hit like me. think yeah. about the last time that like you guys had just like a, a very like kind of heated argument yeah. about something.
1: Okay. Did you guys
0: do like, a, and maybe you're really good at this, of, at conflict. Did you guys do a good job of like sitting down, listening to the other person, like clearly expressing your emotions and like compromising, trying to see where the other person was coming from?
1: I wouldn't say that was the last time we had an argument. The time before that we definitely did. Oh, good. But um yeah. <laughs> right No, it's, I mean, it took a little while. I think we got to that point, but it took, I think it was really not until the next, honestly, the next day, to be totally honest. So it
0: took, it takes some time. And as a as a rational, educated adult woman, you're able to take probably some perspective and say, okay, what is he trying to say here? How could I respond in an mm-hmm. appropriate way? Kiddos don't have that. Their brains are just not developed in that way yet, especially when we're talking about toddlers up to like eight years old. They're not think their whole, you know, frontal lobe, I'm gonna get a little sciencey mm-hmm. here for a second, but that whole frontal lobe where we do kind of that planning, that executive functioning, that emotional regulation piece there. That's not even close to being formed yet. So when that cl- dress isn't clean that Natalie wants to wear, she's not going to sit down and tell me rationally and calmly. Because <laughs> that part of her brain isn't it's, even there. Yeah, so I'm expecting her sometimes to do huh. things that she's not even capable of doing yet. Mm. And sometimes I think that's it's way more on me, right, to say what are my expectations of my two-year-old in this moment where yeah. all she can think about is that cute pink dress that she wants to wear. wear. That's dirty. Yeah. Like to me, it's not a big deal. You have 50 other dresses in your closet. Like pick another one. We're trying to get out the door. Like there's all these other things going on in my brain. And in her brain, all she can think about is that pink dress. And then the emotion takes over. And then she's at this heightened state where she's not going to think clearly and use even the words that she has. So when I say, use your words, Natalie, tell me what you need, tell me what you want that's even hard in the moment yeah, because her body is just running on these, yeah. this heightened anxiety. Yeah. So back to your, I got way off track there.
1: <laughs> no, that's okay. It was right? help, I mean, it's extraordinarily helpful. I mean, just the development of the brain as part of that. I, yeah, it's, it's incredible. I mean,
0: we know a lot of adults probably that aren't great at that yet. Yeah. So when we kind of think about that in terms of little kiddos that brain, yeah, their brains aren't aren't even formed to do those things yet. So, okay. So when you are in the moment and you're saying, how do you help them cope with those emotions, those big feelings, those different things? The first thing that we need to do is to help them lower that heightened awareness that my body is almost shaking uncontrollably because I'm so revved up kind of thing. So the first thing I will do with Natalie is to take some Big deep belly breaths. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're really angry, Emily, and somebody tells you
1: to just take a breath,
0: yeah, is that something you normally want to do?
1: I'm probably not gonna yeah. respond all that just well. Just calm to that. down, take a breath, yeah. Emily. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Just calm down. Just calm. Oh yeah. man, yeah. does
0: that just dry out. Oh, <laughs> just. I just down. like suddenly <laughs> felt the. Just do you feel like, it in me? My I heart beats a little like, faster. Yeah, that physical, <laughs> like, oh, just don't calm down. Come yeah. at
1: me, bro. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I'm gonna fight you. So, the best way to do this on and even like with kiddos or with anybody is to do it with them. Mm,
1: Let's do this. Yeah.
0: So, I, and a lot of times, like I'll get down on her level and we'll do it together. Like, we're going to take a couple deep breaths together. Ready? Yeah. And we'll just take some deep breaths together. And usually, I give her something concrete, like, we're going to take three. We're going to breathe. Oh, that's a good idea. Our nose and out through our mouth. Because then it's something she can kind of think about. She's like, if we're going to take deep breaths for the next, you know, 25 minutes, I'm not here for it. But if you kind of. I can count to three. Yeah. 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 And it's amazing when you can see like the physical change in Mm -hmm. their little bodies Mm -hmm. when they're just like, Mm
1: -hmm. okay.
0: I might not be okay with the fact that my dress isn't clean yet and I'm still really upset. But like, if my body's a little less in that heightened awareness, I can at least like we can figure out a game plan. Like what the heck are we going to do next about this? Mm-hmm. So that's the first thing. And some kids don't like to do the deep breathing. Sometimes it's we're going to clench our fists really hard and our tighten up our whole body, and then we're going to melt like an ice cube. And just kind of any – there's lots of different um, kind of self-awareness um, techniques that you can do that it's really more about how is your body physically calming down so that you can start to – process, make a plan, come up with whatever it is you're going to do next. And if you do it with the kid – on their level so getting down on eye level and we're not yelling you know we're not kind of making a huge scene about it we're talking really calmly sometimes when i whisper my kids actually stop screaming and crying because yeah. they're like wait what's mom
1: saying yeah what's well, she what's I she gonna hear.
0: say what's she gonna say i don't know it might be something good maybe she's gonna give me the dress so then <laughs> they'll actually stop <laughs> she's crying gonna give me the dress. <laughs> maybe the dress is coming should i stop crying <laughs> So sometimes oh, the motherhood. quieter I talk, they kind of are like, oh, something good is, coming," yeah. you know, So maybe yeah. this is good. And then it's kind of a trick because you're like, yeah. no, nope, but we're just going to calm our uh-huh. body down. But uh-huh. then they hear you, you know. So yeah. it's yeah. a lot about just that, like I said, either the deep breaths, maybe we're going to blow into our hands. That can kind of help kids calm sometimes. Sometimes, like I said, it's tightening the whole body and then melting, melting it like an ice cube. Yeah. There's a couple different things you can do of kind of that self-awareness.
1: Well, and what's the, I can't help but think, okay, so for me, I feel like one of the challenges that I have is in the height of a meltdown or, you know, if it's been a long day, something bad happened at work, what I mean like you name it, right? The the scenarios are endless of just the realities that can come in and out of our day on a daily basis. And I think one of the difficulties for me is I can respond in impatience and in my own level of anxiety or my own level of frustration when they're already, you know, when Claire specifically is already there. And so then it's like this building of an, of a explosion. Um, how, how do you, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> how do I? How do I? <laughs> and I'm laughing because I'm like, I this need to, is so I need, to yeah. I need to take the deep breath. I
0: need to take the deep breaths. Yeah. So that's such a great comment because that is so real life. So half the time when I get on her level and I'm like, we're gonna take some deep breaths, it's mostly for it's me. It's for me. It's for me. Let's yeah. be honest. It's really not You yeah, can, yeah you could keep screaming. <laughs> it's not about I them. need to calm down. Yeah. yeah. So this is a great example of how I did not do this well. But the other day so schools have been closed, so my my six-year-old Julia finished out the school year with distance learning, her yep. kinder- kindergarten year. And we were going to the school to pick up like her bag of things. And she was like kind of sad about it. She really loved her teacher. Shout out to Mrs. Sabelle. Uh, You know, she was really sad about it. I had all three kids in the car and me driving. I'm getting emotional pulling up to the car. They're all like in the PPE and got Aww, their masks on. And yeah. it was just like this emotional, like moment, moment. Yeah. Of really just kind of grieving the loss of those things. Right. Yeah. So I'm emotional to start. Yeah. Good starting point. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. 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 So we get the bag of things, you know, from the teacher. We're both kind of tearing up a little bit. You know, I'm handing them way to the back to Julian her very back booster seat. And Natalie is like, let me see the bag. What's in there. Can I have it? Let's, you know, and I'm like, just give Julia a moment. She's trying to, yeah. you know, like have this. And then my- Miles, my one year old, is starting to fuss about something. So then I got like, you know, multiple voices in the back, and I'm like, okay, we're just driving home. I need to get gas. I'm like, trying to pull into this gas station. The story is so much longer than it needs to be. But, like, there's no way to get into the pumps. So, like, there's a car here and there's, like, a big tank here. And I'm, like, blocked off both ways. And all I needed to do was get gas. So, like, I can just feel it building, building, right? Like, I'm emotional from this drop-off. Yeah, I can't get the gas I need to. I got two kids screaming, crying in the back seat. And I just – I lost it. And it was just that moment Mm -hmm. of, like – I yelled at Natalie. She started crying. I mean, very helpful, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, it it was just like building of all these things at once. And I like just stopped. And it was really like a moment of like, what are you doing? (laughs) Like nobody's nobody's feeling good about any of this. And like what yes, there's outside stressors that I can't control.
1: Yeah.
0: I can't control COVID. I can't control that schools are closed. I can't control this car that's blocking me from getting into the gas station right now. What can I do and control in this moment? So we pulled the car over. I got out of the car, and I literally gave Natalie a hug. And I was like, I am so sorry. This stinks, doesn't it?
1: Oh, man. And she
0: was like, yeah, (laughs) it does. Oh, man. And it was just like she got – That, like, I was upset too. And I think sometimes it's good for our kids to see that, like, we have big emotions. Yeah. Parents have big emotions. Kids have big emotions. Teens have big emotions. I mean, it's okay to feel those things. It's what we do with it that really matters. Yeah. You know? And so then we kind of talked about, okay, Julia would really like to go through her bag first since this is kind of her kindergarten stuff. Then I bet she would love to let you wear this hat or visor that she got, you know, and kind of came up with first we're going to do this, then this happens next. Yeah. So she could kind of feel a little bit of power too. And like, I get, you know, I get something out of this mm-hmm, too.
1: Mm-hmm. So when you say just control what I can control, it reminds me of, of something that you said in a conversation we had a couple of weeks ago about being proactive versus reactive. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about, that what you mean by that when it comes to parenting, but also when it comes to us and how we react or or be proactive about things. Totally, yeah. So kind of the, the I don't want to
0: say a tagline because I don't think it's a tagline, but the strategies that we really try to put in place in schools is what we call PBIS, Positive Behavioral Interventions and Supports. Okay, And like you just said, Emily, this is kind of like the thought process is flipping it a little bit to be more proactive rather than reactive.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: in the heat of the moment, in the heat of a difficult behavior or challenging behavior or violent outburst or whatever, it's really hard to teach anything. Yeah. It's really more about like, let's just put out the fire, keep everybody safe, like save some dignity, like right? When you're in the middle of it, that's the goal. <laughs> Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Your eyes just got big. Yeah. Well, I'm just, yeah. Yeah.
1: Like that's, yeah. Yeah. That's applicable to so many things happening in the world right now. So So many things. Yeah. Yeah. Like
0: when you're in the heat of it, it's just how, how do we get out of it? Yeah. Right. But when we're proactive, when we do things on the front end to kind of prevent those things from even happening, it just gives us so much more power and it doesn't just give us power. It gives our kids some power too. So we talk a lot about um, like what can we do on the front end to really set ourselves up for success. And sometimes this as a parent, especially as a new parent, sometimes this can feel exhausting because it's like I have to do all this work. Like I'm already keeping this person alive. <laughs> like, which is in food. itself a feat, you They're, know. Yeah, they've got clothes on their back. Like that is a lot for today. And some yeah. days. That that's, is a lot, right? Yeah, like that's yeah. what that we gotta set the bar somewhere, and some days that's all we can do. But a lot of the time, when we set ourselves up, when we do some of those proactive things, it saves us in the long run because then you're not in the middle of the challenging behavior, and you you can enjoy things a lot more. So, like for example, making a run to Target with. Young kiddos, how how enjoyable is that experience for you? It's the worst. <laughs> how much of a, like, a vacation is it to go to Target without your kids? Oh, pure gift. Yeah.
1: I mean, guys. If I get an like, hour, yeah. do you go to Starbucks like the heaven, on the front yeah, end? Oh, yeah. yeah. The heavens open up. The angels come down. They give you the your card. I mean, it's just a really incredible experience. I know. And like before kids, like you would have laughed at that, oh, right? yeah, 100%. Yeah. And yep. it's just
0: a totally, as a parent, it's just like a totally new perspective when you get some like of that that time. Mm -hmm. But I'm telling you, there is a way to... I don't know if I want to say like enjoy it like the heavens are opening up, but to like get through it in a pretty like positive... You're kidding. ...way. I mean, this is not like a cover all. Like, let's be honest. I'm I'm
1: willing to be persuaded. Hit me. How do I do this? Okay, so
0: before you even get out of the, this starts before you even get out of the car. Oh boy. All okay. right. So you before see, you even get Matt out. and I
1: are working on my preparedness. <laughs> That's another, <thing>. I'm <laughs> like the most unprepared person for all things. And this is a all team approach, but okay. if you think about it on the
0: front end, this is going to save you. All like, right? So okay. to make
1: target enjoyable. Okay. All so right, let's, anyway. l-
0: okay. So let's talk about how it does not go well. First, you rush in, you're grabbing stuff left and right. You're in the toy aisle what, a kid falls clean? out of the car. Falling out. Yep. Yeah. Somebody wants a every toy. Time. Yeah. Somebody's somebody's <laughs> somebody eating every... the cart, licking the cart. Licking and I'm it. like, Ah, coronavirus. Yep. Yeah. I'm even taking everywhere. my kids. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So right, like it all goes. You you forget half the things. Yeah. You're running yeah, back. I forget the, the things. Yep. Somebody has a blowout. There's typically some poop involved. Usually. Yep. Okay. Great. Not going well. Yep. Okay. Let's think about before. Let's think about you before, before you even get in the car. So. Should you go probably like right at nap time? No. No. This is something I learned such the hard way. But like, okay, so we're going to avoid nap time, right?
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, Bring snacks. I'm like the snack queen. (laughs) First of all, one of my kids has food allergies, so that's part of it too. But like we're going to bring snacks so that we're not like starving and wanting to eat the cart and all the other things, okay? Yeah. So that's a couple of the front end things. Before we even get out of the car, though, I'm going to give my kids like three things to think about, Okay. So seriously? Yep. Here we go, and you're gonna make it super simple. Okay. We're not gonna. This is not like a discourse of like all the rules at Target, right? But you're gonna give your kids three things to think about. Okay. We're gonna go run into Target. We're gonna like grab a few things that moms needs. Here's our list. Look at how prepared we are. We have a list. We have a list. Yep. Okay. Here's the three things you need to think about. Julia, you need to remember that we need milk, toothpaste, and a birthday card. Okay, Okay. so Julia is in charge of thinking about those three things. Okay, Natalie, you need to remember to keep your hands in the cart. We're not gonna touch everything that we go by because that's Natalie's favorite thing to do is touch (laughs) all the things. So, okay, Natalie, we're gonna keep our hands in the cart. And then when we are done, if you guys can remember those three things, keep your hands in the cart, and help mommy shop. So let's say those are the three things we're going to yeah. think about. And when we get back home, we're going to have a Popsicle outside on the deck. And it's going to be amazing.
1: Party. Party,
0: right? It doesn't even have to be a Popsicle, right? Yeah. Like, so some parents are going to look at the sound, hear this and be like, okay, so you're going to bribe them, right? Yeah. Yeah. Think about it the other way around. So if we are in Target and there's a meltdown happening and they want the toy or they want the whatever. And then I say, just stop and I'll give you a Popsicle.
1: Uh, Because what does that do? Oh, my gosh. Oh, you just like sliced me with a knife and then turned me around and stabbed me in the back. (laughs) Because we've all been there. Because what does
0: that sound like? It sounds like, okay, whatever this behavior is that you're doing, screaming, crying, falling out of the cart, whatever, you're going to get a reward with a popsicle. Even though to you it sounds like you're going to get a reward to stop, to them it goes, oh, in my brain this worked. I'm going to get a popsicle out of this. So instead, if you flip it, right, if you're more proactive on the front end and say, if you do these things I want you to do, remember what we need to get, keep your hands in the cart and be nice to your sister or whatever, whatever those three things are, you keep it short and simple. Yep. Then we're going to get a popsicle. Instead, you're rewarding them for the good good behavior. behavior.
1: Yeah. You're rewarding them from the good behavior.
0: And it's so hard because you know what? What if they don't do it?
1: They don't get a popsicle. They don't get
0: a popsicle and you do not give in to that popsicle and that
1: is Say no mama <laughs> say no dad you got this right? I'm for sure the better one about saying no to things oh, Matt oh, Claire so just comes and, in like bats her little blue eyes and it's something and about Matt the daddy is,
0: daughter they thing just too. Can't. They just can't. I it's like, know. It's like yeah, you're roping them in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But if they know you're serious yep. and the other thing is then you gotta do something again like real quick so that they can get another mm-hmm. reward for some good behavior mm-hmm. because it's if they kind of are like, well, this happened once a month, I'm never going to get the popsicle. Screw this. I'm not going to act like I'm supposed to, you know? Yeah. And I, I, I don't mean to make kids sound like they're
1: manipulating the situation by any means. But it's positive reinforcement is what you're saying.
0: Yeah. We really got to think about like, what's the what's the drive here to steal kind of a line from Ross Green. He's one of like the great behaviorists, um, some really awesome books of his, but kids do well if they can. That's kind of his tagline here. So if we are really like setting kids up and giving them the dignity to say like, hey, I know your brain maybe isn't developed like enough to like get all the things and have this emotional regulation and to, you know, not want to touch all the things. And but if I can set you up to follow these things and then reward you for that in a way that's meaningful for you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's. Yeah. It does
0: pay off in the long run, and yeah. sometimes it's super hard to see that in the moment mm-hmm. because, like you said, we're coming in with anxieties and emotions, and you know, like we've got this big day weighing on all our shoulders too. Yeah. It's hard, but it does. It really does pay off, and it does. It helps your kids really kind of see too that they have the dig. You know, they have some dignity in that, and they have some power in that too.
1: Well, and it's making me think too, what are those reward things that, and it's kind of forcing me to think about my my children and what's meaningful to them. Yeah, that's a great insight. Claire would love to have time with her friends. Okay, if we do this, this, and this, you know what, we're going to stop by and, and we're going to see Emma yeah. or we're going to, you know, whatever it might, whatever it might be, um, But it's kind of just I love that because the proactiveness is also making me more attentive as we're even having this conversation. And there's times where I feel like we do this well in our house and times where we just fail abysmally, you know. Um, But it's but the the fruit of it is really this deeper knowledge of your child. Absolutely.
0: I think that's so key too. of like. Not every kid loves a sticker chart, Mm -hmm. right? Like Mm -hmm. when we talk about this in schools, like not
1: every, some kids are
0: like, I don't care about this sticker and that's not going to work for them. And so it really is like getting to know, yeah, you're a kid, like going to see a friend would be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. All three of my kids, sometimes one thing maybe will work for all three of them and some things it's different things. yeah. Yeah. And that's okay too. I think being able to recognize like the differences and the uniqueness of your children. Yeah. And sometimes it's, you know what the, one of the biggest reinforcers is in our house is time alone with a parent. With a parent. Yes. Yep. Which is a free.
1: Yeah. Awesome.
0: Yeah. <laughs> right. Like we're not paying to like, yep. you know, get you all these toys or rewards all the yep. time. So like, A, it's free and B, it's fun for me or John or, you know, both of us as a parents to be able to do that yeah. and give them that gift. And it's like, they just get so much joy out of that. And it's yeah. that's a really cool thing to, to see.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's so beautiful. I'm just I'm laughing the other night. Matt tried to like reverse psychology Claire into going to bed <laughs> by like joking about. OK, Claire, well, I'm going to go like lay in your bed and play with all your toys or something, you know, just kind of joking. We were in one of those just jovial evenings at our house. And Claire said, OK, have so much fun. I love you. <laughs> Good night. And close the door. I left. So hard,
0: and then he's laying in this yeah, little twin like, bed going, well, that "Oh backfired.
1: shoot, <laughs> yeah.
0: that is so that is so hilarious because we were doing this like the girls sh- share a room and were struggling with bedtime and all these things, and I was like, we're gonna start taking away your stuffed animals, right? So yeah. like Julia just collapses Sox. and tears. I mean j- that was like the worst thing she could imagine, and Natalie threw him at me and said, "Here you go." <laughs> <laughs> it was That's just fun. like, yeah, okay, it. don't care about that. And it was like, oh, that one really bit me in the butt. But yeah, yeah, that oh, was gosh. that was a good example of what not to do yeah. there, too.
1: <laughs> okay, one more one more question that I have for you because I think you and John do this really beautifully. How do you approach these things as a team? Um, how do you tag off with each other? You know, can you just speak about this as as a as a team effort?
0: Yeah, hundred percent. I. I'm so grateful to have a partner that A, loves our kids unconditionally and B, trusts me as a partner to like that we can kind of come up with a strategy or a game plan or whatever it is together and that we're going to follow it through together. Yeah, And sometimes that fails. Um, I think especially as a brand new parent, you know, when we are like, you know, he's a physician. I'm a school psychologist. Like we should have this totally figured out. Right. Mm -hmm. Like we've got like all the lots of education. Like we should, I was a perfect parent before I had kids. (laughs) Like, you know, and I could tell you all of the things and then when you're (laughs) in the heart of it, it's just, it's so different. And so to have a partner that, that just does trust that, um, you know, we're, we're doing the right thing. And if we're not, that we can, still be on the same page mm-hmm. and kind of try again mm-hmm. is so huge. I think also, like you said, to tag out. There are moments where, yep, yep I just need to go sit in the van and have <laughs> have a little cry, yeah. maybe listen to some music, you know, like yeah. go for a drive or go grab a coffee. Um, and I think he just, like, can fully recognize that in me even when I'm not able to articulate it very mm-hmm. well. Parenting's hard, mm-hmm. man. Parenting is... Yeah hard And so I think um, if you don't have that partner or that spouse, being able to find that support system somewhere, yes, whether it's a a girlfriend or a, a grandparent, or, mm-hmm. yeah, a teacher that you know, somebody that you can you know take that time when you need it or just get you know an ear to lend and just yes. to get that kind of feedback is is just so critical to our own mental health and our own self-care. Cause I am a much better parent when I take care of myself and it's, I mean, I think we can hear it and hear it and hear it, but when you're actually doing it and it's not just like self care, like, you know, go run off for a weekend or go out on the town for the night kind of thing. Maybe that is, but if you're not coming back feeling like a better version of yourself, like feeling like I I'm filled up now, like I can do a good job at this now because I've, Whatever it is, I need to do mm-hmm. to feel like a better, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. parent. Then,
1: and I'm sure carving out that time with your with your spouse, with your partner, to um, have the conversations when your children are not present. Yes. Right? Yes. And 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 can you, and you shared an example yeah. of that before we even started. Do you want right. to just-
0: Yeah. So, I mean, right when um, kind of quarantine was happening and coronavirus was kind of just first ramping up here, like I said, John's a, a family medicine doctor, a physician, and he would come home. He kind of comes home usually like right around dinner time when we're getting set at the table and he would come home and really kind of want to talk about the day and vent about this is what's happening. And, you know, this is what kind of we're being trained to do. And this was maybe where I'm going to be called. And here's where the numbers are. And just a lot of talk about coronavirus. And right when he came home and I just kind of started to pick up that, like, you know, usually when he comes home, our kids want to talk to him. But Julia, especially kind of, like I said, was picking up on what, what anxiety, anxiety, those pieces were starting to kind of bubble up a little more, and I'm really about being honest with my kids too about kind of what's going on in the world and um, having those hard conversations, but in a developmentally appropriate. appropriate way. And John needed to vent; like John needed to have that moment to process what's going on in medically in his world and in his career and his job. And so those two things needed to happen in a different mm-hmm. setting. So after the kids go to bed. And otherwise, I mean, I can't really focus on that conversation anyway, because you're doing 12 things at once at dinner, right? No kidding. So being able to kind of articulate to him, um, you know, I really want to talk to you about this. I need to hear about your day, but like, let's save this conversation for later. And just being able to communicate that and in a real way.
1: Oh, I love that you started with, I I really want to talk to you about this because it validates and affirms the fact that I do desire to connect with you Yes, and let's find the time. Yeah. Let's carve out the time where I can give it my full attention and freedom. Yeah, oh, Lisa, this was like a jam-packed episode. Oh like, my gosh. Are we I know. like- <laughs> Yeah, we we covered like- a whole lot of ground. So I have one more question for you before okay. I finish though. So I end every episode of Lead Them To Life with a question that you have been pondering. I just think mm. that through asking questions of ourselves and of the world around us, of people in our lives, we learn more about who we are. Uh, and I want to know, it, the only rule is you can't actually answer the question that you're pondering. So okay. do you have a question that you have been thinking about recently?
0: Yeah, it's been a tough week.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And and I don't know when
0: this podcast will air, but yeah, there's just... It'll probably still be a tough week. Right? It's just, like you said earlier, it's that Chris Farley falling off (laughs) the the cliff moment here. 2020 has been hard. Um, And so I think with the the death and the murder of George Floyd, I think I'm questioning a lot is how do I do better as a parent? Mm. How do I teach my kids better Um, and to be more aware, but also to educate myself and to kind of confront a lot of biases and to be more um, anti-racist and to really do that myself so that my kids will do that too and to be a better parent in those situations. So that's been definitely on my heart and on my head lately and I'm figuring it out
1: good question on a lot of parents hearts <laughs> yeah. amen well Lisa thank you so much for for spending this time with us um, are you on Instagram? I am. I'm not very good at You're a bad doing things, things, but I will give you my email to post with your that notes. Would be great. Will okay. that work? Yes. Yeah. That would be great. Because I know I think a lot of people are going to have, um, moms and dads are going to have questions about maybe other tips and, and that kind of thing. I and love so I it. just wanted to be able to connect them to you in some way. So, friends, yeah. I'll include Lisa's email in our show notes. Would love for you to follow up with her. She's just a wealth of information, as you can see. And we like barely even covered the. <laughs>
0: we didn't even tip the iceberg. Uh, oh, we there, didn't Yeah. But, yeah, yeah, we, yeah. We barely tipped it was the great.
1: iceberg. Of so much. Um, and Lisa, I'd love to have you back on in the future to continue awesome. to unpack this conversation. So friends, please share this episode with your spouse, with a friend, with somebody that you think would benefit from it. Um, I hope that this episode will continue to allow us to see our children more clearly, to see ourselves more clearly and to parent with a lot more grace. So thanks so much for listening and we'll see you next time.